Welcome to Living Life. Hey, remember uh, when you were young, and even today as well, um, you know, when you want to make a decision, where should we eat, where should we go, what movies should we see, uh, usually in a, in a democratic way, you, you uh, will ask people, you know, how many people want to go to this particular place or eat this particular food, and uh, the people who, uh, who basically went out are, are the majority. So if most people want to go and most people uh, want to eat this particular food, then you'll go to that place with most people. But I, the question I have is, what about the minority? Uh, about the people who wanted to go somewhere else, but there's too few of them. Does that mean that the majority is always right in terms of when they, because there's more people that say, I want to go to a certain place or eat a certain food? Or could the majority, the minorities of viewpoint on a particular matter be actually right, even though the majority wants to do something? Well, in this passage, we're going we're gonna to see that um, issue played out uh, as the minority uh, uh, to, in this particular case, Caleb and Joshua uh, give a report uh, which has consequences for the entire community. And you'll see that as uh, we look and see what God's, the theme of this passage really is. So let's take a look at it now uh, and as we uh, uh, eat the food that God uh, gives to us through this passage. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 19. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Welcome back to Living Life. Uh, this passage uh, really uh, takes us in a place, in, in a direction uh, that many times we never really look at, but we, we're seeing the, uh, the stringency and we're seeing uh, the heart of God here for his people, the jealous love for his people, um, but also God is a God that warns us and lets us know before we fall into calamity um, the consequences of what could happen. So in this particular passage, what God is doing is he's warning uh, the uh, Hebrews, uh, in this case probably uh, Jewish Christians who are in danger of walking away from Christ. The writer of Hebrews uh, is sending them a message about 
or a warning is probably a better way to say it, sending them a warning uh, what the consequences could be if they walk away from Christ. Uh, he actually equates it, walking away from Christ, in the sense of unbelief or not trusting God, and equates it to the Israelites when they did not trust God after God uh, asked them to spy out, to check out the land, the promised land, and the 12 spies went out, came back. They even came back with a big bush of grapes and they said, hey, everything you say, God, is exactly, exactly the way it is, um, as, he, as they reported back to Moses. And, and the interesting thing, though, was the majority was saying that, yes, it is that way. However, there's people in the land that make us look like grasshoppers. How are we ever going to be able to defeat those people to take hold of the land? But yet there were two in the bunch. There was Caleb and there was Joshua who says, no, we can do it. We can take it. God has already given us this land. So they came back with a different report. But the majority, because the majority won out, the people listened to the majority and they started to, they started to actually turn against Moses and the leadership and ultimately against God and say, why did he bring us all this way just to have us killed? They were turning their backs on God. They were rebelling against God and they were moving into a position of unbelief. They believed the people over believing God. They were actually walking by sight and not by faith. They were walking by the sight of what the report was about the people who were living in the land rather than walking by faith because God said it, God declared it, God gave them that land. Sometimes we can fall into the same pattern when we begin to walk by sight and not by faith. But there's consequences of walking by sight and not by faith. In fact, the only way we can please God is by faith as we see in Hebrews 11, in particular 11.6. So as we look further into this passage uh, with the writer of Hebrews, he says, they were hardened in their hearts. And what he's saying essentially is, don't be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. But if today, and I mean today, if you hear his voice, not my voice, but if you hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you, do not harden your heart. Do not rebel. Do not move to a position of unbelief, but trust God. Believe his word and what he says, because God is a trustworthy God. God cannot lie. He cannot. He can only tell the truth because that's who he is. That's his nature. That's his character. So if he, he declares something about your life, then walk in the truth of that. Walk by faith and not by sight. Don't walk according to the circumstances, what you see all around you, but walk by faith in what God has said to you, especially in his word, because God desires that you would enter into his rest, enter into the promised land. You see, when God talks about his rest, his rest for the Israelites really was referring to the promised land where they would rest. It was that land of milk and honey that God had prepared for them. Today, rest for us is through entering the kingdom of heaven through Jesus Christ. Don't miss his rest 
Continue to walk in his truth. Continue to walk in his word. Continue because God desires that. And that's why the writer of Hebrews, even though we don't know who the writer was, is warning the Jewish Christians, don't walk away, but believe and trust in him. My call to you today, beyond this passage 2,000 years ago today, is if you're thinking about walking away from God, if you're thinking about turning your back on God, I urge you today, to reconsider and just walk by faith. Trust him, trust his word, because he cares for you. He knows what you're going through. He knows that this Christian life is a difficult life, but it's worth everything in the end. I urge you today to heed God's warning. I urge you today to hear the heart of God from walking away from him, that, that jealous love for you. I urge you today to reconsider and only hear his voice versus all of the voices that the world is throwing at you and that all the temptation that the enemy is throwing at you. Listen to his voice. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, O oh God, for those who are hearing and uh, those who are uh, listening, Lord. I pray, Lord, that uh, if they're in a situation where they are um, not sure what they want to do, if they, they feel that, you know, that it's not been working for them and they want to uh, walk away, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to them in a way that you've never done so before so they will know, oh God, uh, that how much you care and they will know, Lord, that you are wanting them because you desire for them uh, to be with you, not just for today, not just for tomorrow, but forevermore. I just bless you and we ask all this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. For a single soul, let you fall down and stepping in closer. See,